0: hi i'm sophie wilson and this is people of the pool where we have conversations with those making a positive change in liverpool's business community we're known for our music for our culture tourism and of course football but what's caught my eye since moving back from down south is the innovation and entrepreneurship that's happening in the city region and this podcast is about championing just that i'm blue not red I don't have a purple wheelie bin, but I'm still a proud Scouser, and I can't wait to share the stories of positive, inspirational changemakers with me. In this episode, we meet the CEO of the Liverpool Chamber of Commerce, Paul Sherpo, and Alison Lobb, the chair. Liverpool Chamber is the authentic voice of business in Liverpool, and has been championing the city's economy since 1850. Paul and Alison, welcome to People of the Pool. Thanks for having us. So quick fire question to begin with. Paul, what is your earliest memory of doing business in Liverpool?
1: So for me, it's um, I've been fortunate enough to work at the chamber since uh, coming out of university. So a lot of my uh, experiences of business have been in my job at the chamber, starting yeah. off. And one of the first projects I did was in was called the Young Chamber, which was working with schools and connecting them with businesses. Mm-hmm. And that was part of a pilot program back in 2006-7 with the UK government and our national association. And it was a really, really fascinating start to understand some of those challenges. And it's something that we're still engaged with these days, albeit in a slightly different format. Um, but again, some of those challenges around skills and education, the connections with businesses are still a massive challenge, mm. even in 2023. Um, so it's really interesting that one of my first experiences in business is still a prevalent issue today that we're trying to do something
0: about. Wow. And Alison, how about you?
2: Oh, well, um, I qualified as a solicitor in 1993. So my first employment was my articles to train as a solicitor in 91. Um, and I am from Liverpool. I went to A.T. University and Law College and I came back Um, And I've worked here since 91. Um, So all my working life has been spent as a lawyer in Liverpool. Um, And in the later years, particularly when I was president of Liverpool Law Society in 2016, um, I I chose as my theme that the law is a business because Mm. I feel that all too often law firms see themselves as something separate. Um, and particular for their younger people coming through, they maybe don't understand how a business works because law firms can be different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made a concerted effort to try and integrate law firms with the wider business network in Liverpool, um, and I'm hoping that I had some success with that, hence probably why I'm now chair of the chamber. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Oh, it almost sounds like there's a whole other podcast in that. We'll have to delve deeper into that in the future. So for those who don't know already, Alison, can you
2: explain what the Liverpool Chamber of Commerce does? Okay. So Paul would probably give you the, the formal version. Um, from my point of view, The Chamber helps businesses in every way they need help. Um, That might be by networking and making contacts. It might be by putting them in touch with supply chains. It might be by offering them support or signposting them to support and funding. It might be by helping with the skills agenda, by bringing through the next generation of people to work in those businesses. And I think one of the challenges we have, particularly we discuss quite a bit as the board of the Chamber, is how... We have a lot of members who all want very different things Mm. and we try and support all of our members as best we can.
0: Yeah, I could imagine that. Um, And Paul, what actions do you think the Chamber are taking to make life better for Liverpool businesses and uh, business owners in particular and their employees?
1: Well, look, look, we were set up 173 years ago to be the voice of business in the city. And to a large extent, representing the commercial interests of the city remains absolutely fundamental to what we do, albeit it's with a very, you know, 2023, 20, 21st century uh, focus in terms of how we deliver that. And obviously there's been a huge amount of change that the chamber as an institution has experienced over those 173 years. Mm-hmm. But even in the last sort of five years, there's been immeasurable change caused by technology, uh, the impact of COVID Mm. and the changing demograph of business as well. Um, And for me, some of the initiatives that we've been part of or undertaken of our own volition is around some of our export support activity, some of our COVID recovery activity, Mm -hmm. um, certainly around skills and future employability, the establishment of our school business network. Um, And it's very much a case that everything that we seek to do is designed to, yeah. To coin the marketing phrase that we have you know, to connect, support and enable businesses to thrive. And as Alison says, the way that we do that is through multiple ways. We try and position ourselves as a conduit to mm-hmm. other support functions, either whether that's institutions like combined authority, growth platform, Liverpool Bid Company, or whether that's uh, expertise within our member base. Yeah. And ultimately the chamber is a network of peer-to-peer support and peer-to-peer opportunity as well. And the way that we try and go about it, we try and provide as much sort of personalised, you know, authentic uh, support. So there's always someone available at the chamber to help, to guide, to support, yeah. to signpost. And fundamentally, that was the reason we were set up in the first place, to be that voice. And we continue to follow that sort of mantra, even to this day, mm-hmm. to meet and act for a common good is the basis upon which the chamber's founding documents state we were f- we were created for wow. and in the 21st century when we talk about responsible business we talk about ESG then we have a re- a, a responsibility to live up to that and mm-hmm. to be a beacon for liverpool businesses to hopefully uh, align themselves with um and and we need to be you know at the forefront of that
0: yeah you could almost say i mean this series is obviously titled community builders you could almost say that Liverpool Chamber was the original community. Builder back in back in 1850.
1: Very very much so, and again, there's a lot of long-standing organisations. moorcrofts are one of them. You know, the likes of Hill Dickinson, Brabners, Wrathbones. <clears throat> these are these are, are brand names that are absolutely baked into Liverpool's business community and business DNA. Yeah. And you know, I think all of those organisations have evolved, changed, improved, and sustained themselves over that period of time. And I think it's that ability to have those anchor organisations, those anchor institutions that provide that sense of, that sense of place, yeah. stability. And I think all the time, you know, I'm very conscious of it. I've been chief executive now for six years. I'm very conscious that, you know, I am ultimately, you know, leading an organization with 173 years of history. Mm. I wanted to both sustain and and be successful in this modern era. And that is ultimately down to me. It's down to the board. It's down to the people that we employ, so that people can see that a chamber has a role to play in terms mm-hmm. of the place making, in terms of you know our our business development prospects, and however we can nudge the dial on that, we will do, and that's yeah. ultimately what what it's about. Um, it, it, it you know we I said earlier about you know to meet an act for a common good. Well, very very much of the chamber is all about enabling businesses to succeed mm-hmm. and to to learn from each other and to ensure that. Liverpool ultimately is you know, the best place to start uh, locating, grow a business in the UK. That's a very, very lofty aspiration. That yeah. is not just ours, and we don't own that ourselves. Yeah, that's a collective approach across the city, from our institutions and from each and every business. In our, in our community mm. but if we can be there as a flag bearer as an organisation that makes a positive difference then that's what it's all about ultimately
0: yeah well that that does kind of bring me, bring me neatly onto my next question um, however I, I did just want to say that Tuesday Media uh, we are a member of the Chamber and we arrived here post-pandemic, having gone through lots of change, you know, geographical relocation, big challenge to restart a business kind of two years down the line in a new city. And I do credit uh, a lot of our success to joining the chamber and coming to one night where we <laughs> had a lot of fun, maybe maybe a few uh, glasses of Prosecco were imbibed, but um, pretty much that one night forged the connections that then went on to generate three, four new client relationships. So I think that that informal approach, but also that connecting approach, um, certainly we've benefited mm. from. Uh, but yeah, it must be a challenge to grapple with all of these different things across different industries with different business sizes with different needs. So, um, so yeah, I was going to ask you actually, Paul, why do you think people should come to Liverpool to start a business?
2: Well,
1: uh, Liverpool as a city um, has a huge amount of talent, a huge amount of opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a vibrant place, and it's sometimes very easy for us, I feel, to almost get down on ourselves and to almost yeah. focus on some of the negative elements of our city, which, mm-hmm. to some extent, is 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 a part of urban life ac- across the country. But to some extent, I think we almost we almost seem held held back by by mm. some of that on occasion i think when you look at it um one of the things that i don't like about how we've maybe articulated what is great about liverpool is when we focus on you know, well we're cheap we're, we're you know, we're, mm. we're and that's that's not what liverpool is about liverpool's got some amazing burgeoning communities of businesses we've got some really outstanding areas of expertise that sometimes we don't shout about you know the developments around um uh, health and life sciences, material science, um, you know, digital, you know, some of some of those clusters of expertise that are, are being created around Knowledge Quarter, uh, the placemaking opportunities around Liverpool Waters, and the development for North Liverpool is really, really exciting. You know, the professional business service, which is a, you know a, a really important sector of the economy, mm-hmm. it, it is incredibly proficient. wealth management remains really strong in the city there are pockets here in liverpool that are really outstanding what we need to develop is a couple of things first of all we need to articulate you know what we're good at in yeah. a really positive way we shouldn't we shouldn't be spouting wor- words like world class everywhere that we that that we speak we've got bits of world class uh, provision but we have also got areas that are really good and can be developed further yep. but we probably just that need to tone down to the us. hyperbole a little bit yeah. and just focus on like well actually what does this mean what what is so good about this that it's it's you know it can make a global impact Similarly, the you know this is a this is a podcast about communities. The communities between business that peer to peer network is really really strong, and I think also it's become increasingly open over the years. And we're seeing that um, through the you know developments like in Baltic over the last twenty years. Yeah. We we can see communities, independents. You know, this they they've really developed. Positively in in, yeah. in recent years, what we have the opportunity here to do, I feel, is to start to scale some of these organisations and to really focus upon some of those success stories a little bit more and obviously podcasts do this enable organizations to do that but there are some fantastic stories out there of businesses that are doing amazing things and I feel at times that there's an imbalance between those individual stories those those stories of place and how they are articulated through wider media how they're communicated and a little bit around this sort of this balance between things that maybe aren't as good or aren't as positive and there have been of course there are things that that aren't perfect about our place but as a place for the future you know we have got an outstanding opportunity to shape that Mm -hmm. and I think people looking to start a business here to invest in Liverpool the assets are all here there's some really good people there's a huge, huge potential building up. I don't want to go to the usual cliche thing of oh, the brand, the Liverpool list, of that and the other. Of course, that that that's a really important part of it. But actually, when you look at the foundation stones, they're all in place for mm-hmm. Liverpool to be very, very successful. We need to have some confidence. We need to articulate what we're good at, yeah. and we need to have a have a proper plan and operationalise the strategies that we have. And I use the word plural because we've had a number of strategies over the years. They've all contributed something, but ultimately we need to make sure that that's operationalized, yeah. um, so that businesses know where they can access the support they need. They know where the opportunities for finance are. They know where um, you know the professional support is available for them to you know to innovate and develop their product services, or to come in and have a have a market, or um, or be able to you know have that. Wraparound support. If you like, yeah. if we want to attract talent to the city and the city region, where well, you need housing, you need healthcare, you need education at, at the level, they're, they're all challenges for us. But there's again, there's you know developments around mm-hmm. housing stock, education improvement plans, etc. All of this is evolving positively, Excellent. and I think from a business perspective, that's something that we need to really, uh, really harness and, and articulate positively.
0: We've created People of the Pool podcast with the support of the team at Bengo Media. Dozens of businesses, large and small, turn to Bengo Media to get their podcasts up and running through their training, consultancy, and even hands on production. And right now, Bengo Media is offering you, People of the Pool listeners, free online training to help get your podcast launched in 90 days. You'll get insight into the steps to take and some of the biggest mistakes to avoid. So, To claim your free online podcast training from Bengo Media, go to podcastschools.com now. That's podcastschools with an S dot com. Absolutely. And and looking to the future, Alison, you're you're relatively new in your role. What's your vision for the Chamber for the coming years?
2: I make no secret of, I shout about the fact that I think the Chamber needs to broaden its reach. Um, It has a healthy and thriving membership but it could have many, many more members. There's a lot of businesses across our area who aren't Chamber members who could really benefit from the services the Chamber can provide. Um, And sometimes maybe they need to actually look to harness their their ambitions as well, and the Chamber can really help them kick on, scale up their businesses, make the contacts for them that they need. They can help them um, in the lobbying, the policy side, the connection, obviously, we have the, the national and potentially international connections there so that the voice of business is heard, not just locally but nationally and potentially internationally. So I think uh, my mission is to try and increase the membership of the Chamber by showing what benefits the Chamber can bring. Obviously, the more members the Chamber has, the more the Chamber can achieve for those members, and the more that helps the local economy grow. Fantastic. Um, Paul, you touched on talent.
0: Um, This is maybe one for both of you, but talent retention has been an issue in the city. Mm. Uh, I say this as a young graduate who went off to London. Uh, <laughs> but um, now that I'm back, mm. just see Liverpool as a massive opportunity and mm. really don't know why I didn't come back a lot sooner. Um, what is the Chamber doing to, to sort of address that specific you know retaining the good people that we've got already here
1: well i think there's a couple of things there um first of all we shouldn't be upset or ashamed of people going away to london we shouldn't be ashamed of people going to other places to develop experience to develop life skills to have that you know and i say you know obviously it's a bit rich coming from me considering i've lived worked and studied <laughs> in the city all my life but i don't think we should be uh, we should be embarrassed by exporting talent. Mm. we want them to come back as well though um and so what we need to do collectively is to make sure that actually we have the talent available to us in the first place and all of our businesses at the moment bar none uh through some of the work we're doing around local skills improvement plans some of the work connections that and the consultation work we've done around our school business network all of our businesses are talking about the talent pipeline coming through our own uh domestic education system And it's around work readiness. It's about employability skills. Mm. It's about how do you harness the academic learning with that preparation for work. And this is something, as I say, that is is a generational challenge. And it's not unique to Liverpool. Mm. But if we can make some headway on this, then you start to solve the challenge of talent retention. Because actually it becomes a numbers game. So around talent, we want talent to be here, but you need a volume of talent already coming through our education system into our local businesses. Some will inevitably gravitate elsewhere, whether that's through university or otherwise. But if you think about our education institutions, our schools, our colleges, our universities, they all have a part to play in that because ultimately it's about outcomes. And it's about, we want people coming through those institutions to have outcomes in terms of well-paid jobs, fairly paid jobs, um, aspirational jobs. And at the moment, generally, it's a patchwork approach within some of those institutions around the level of aspiration and the level of exposure young people are getting to the opportunities in the city in the city region. So... For our, you know, that's a long-winded way of saying. In terms of that's the problem. How can we, as a chamber, work with other organisations to affect some of some of those improvements that we need to make? So we have our school business network. We're aligned with the local authority uh, on a pathways to employment program, which is about stimulating those opportunities for younger people to experience encounters with employers. Mm-hmm. We work in alignment with um, like that. Careers Hub, um, Elevate Education Business Partnership on Work Experience. So we try and cohere a lot of the activity that takes place and provide a platform for schools and businesses to directly connect with each other. But we do this in partnership because we can't do it on our own and we shouldn't do it on our own. Yeah, We support a lot of the graduate um Uh, retention and employment activity that takes place in the city region. So LJMU, Liverpool John Moores University's Graduate Futures Programme, the LCR uh, Graduate um, Scheme, which is run by University of Liverpool. Uh, We work with Insight to Business Awards Programme, which is Liverpool Hope University. And we try and, I guess, distill some of that and make sure that our businesses understand the schemes that are available and understand how they access it and benefit from that so yep. again it's that it's not necessarily us creating a load of additional um a- additional activity or programs or initiatives there's tons of them out there it, to some extent it's almost too complex yep. our job i feel is to make sure that we're there as a conduit as as a as an organization that can appropriately speak to an organization understand what issues they need addressing and to find the solution and in terms of talent. If, you know there's an opportunity there to engage with schools there's an opportunity there to engage with universities i'm a governor at hubert college and we do a lot of work around um, city of liverpool college as well around facilitating first of all engagement to help curriculum development and shaping some of that course provision to incorporate things like employability skills but also those connection points directly so that students can benefit and businesses can benefit because ultimately Really tight labor market at the moment, huge wage inflation out there. It's massively challenging. A lot of organizations are taking the approach that they need to grow their own. And they can only do that by working collaboratively with colleges, with universities, with independent training providers. Now, one of our big pieces of work at the moment is on the local skills improvement plans. And that's about us doing a, a, a substantial piece of research with our businesses to really get to grips with what are the challenges that they that they are facing in the labor market at the moment what are the future skills requirements what attitudes and behaviors do they require within their within their businesses and to enable that statutory conversation to take place between employer need and college provision so that's a piece of work with the department for education across the city region with our other chambers of commerce in the region um and we're finding that hugely beneficial both in terms of the data and insight we're collecting, but also the provision that will ultimately um, be enacted by our colleges and our training providers as a result of that direction.
0: So, in short, quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, okay. Our, our I <laughs> mean, I think, yeah. I
0: think that it, that is pretty comprehensive. But also, there's a there's a bit of a call to arms there as well. I think for businesses to engage head on with schools, with universities, be out there, be championing Liverpool um, as well. I mean, would you agree with that, Alison?
2: Certainly. And I think historically, I mean, the majority of my friends are people who came to Liverpool to university and stayed, including my husband. So, you know, the, Liverpool has a lot to attract people that. People want to stay here. What's important, I think, is that we work with businesses to create more jobs so are more opportunities for people to stay here and so that wages also become then higher. Mm. If we're doing more business, bringing more money in, hopefully people are being paid more and then they're not so tempted to drain away to other parts of the yeah. UK. Um, I think certainly what we're doing, you know, and, and in my business, we are looking a lot at growing our own, bringing through the, the younger people, mm. um, what's the future But also we take on a lot of young graduates who come to us from Liverpool University or John Moores University, but they've come from all over the country, but they really want to stay and put down their roots here. And we need to make sure that we can give them those opportunities to encourage them to stay. And I think it's also very important that we work with people like Marketing Liverpool and the Combined Mm. Authority for that push to why you should stay in Liverpool, what opportunities there are here, and how you can have such a fantastic work-life balance here that you maybe can't have somewhere else. Absolutely.
0: Well, we've only got time for one more quick question, okay. so um, this is a bit of a fun one. <laughs> but if you were to, if you had to name the chamber with a Beatles song title, what would it be? And you're not allowed here, there, and everywhere because that's <laughs> ours. <laughs> well, you go first.
1: So I've got, I've, I, I've got a couple uh, that, I, that I was. Paul, let, let, you've let, got to have one. <laughs> I know. I know. Be um, decisive. I, I think. I think when it comes, you. Know, <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. Um, I, I guess when you look at 173 years, you've got to think of long and winding road, haven't you? <laughs> um, it's uh, it, it, m- m- the, the chamber has, as an institution has seen so much. It's been it's been a constant throughout Liverpool's economic uh, history, um, and it's still here. It's still flourishing. It's still making a contribution. So I think the long and winding road is certainly uh, is it, certainly certainly a, a good uh, a good metaphor for where 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 the chamber's at. You've got <laughs> an even better one, I think.
2: No, mine was simply help. <laughs> As in giving, not yes, requesting. That's it, as in, that's what we're there for. You know, yeah. that that is ultimately the chamber's job is is to help. Fantastic! So,
0: yeah. What a note to end on. Um, thank you both for joining me on People of the Pool. Just before we do close, um, it'd be good to recap on the main points. I think you had them actually, Paul, about Liverpool's um, confidence, articulation, and operational building the operational ability to kind of put the brand out there, but perhaps you could sum it up more eloquently than I could in a very pithy one sentence, please.
1: Um, Yeah. What's happened has happened. We've got great history, great heritage, but now it's about creating a 21st century uh, city. And it's absolutely imperative that businesses and the business community are at the centre of that and that the private sector, the voluntary sector are absolutely integral to our economic future to create a great place to live, work, study. Um, And... You know, ultimately, our city and city region will prosper as a result.
0: Thank you very much. Um, this is People of the Pool, and with me on this episode are Paul Sherpo and Alison Lobb from Liverpool Chamber of Commerce. If you want to find out more about some of the amazing things that are going on in Liverpool City Region, go to www.tuesday media.com forward slash People of the Pool. People of the Pool is presented by me, Sophie Wilson. Until next time.